Welcome to Lightning in a Bottle. I'm John McKeever, Chief Growth Officer for Endeavor Management. Lightning in a Bottle is where we drop in on conversations with our executives and residents. This is a team of individuals who serve as leaders at some of the most recognized healthcare systems in the country. Let's drop in as they talk about topics of the day, facing strategists, marketers, and customer experience professionals. Let's hear from those who have been there and done that. Hello, everybody. Today, I'm here with Philip Giuliano. He's the CEO of Brand Active, which I think is celebrating its 25th year in business, supporting organizations that are looking to improve their brand and marketing operations. I'm Peter Miller from Endeavor Management as an executive in residence there, doing some of the same work and have for 33 years worked in healthcare marketing specifically. Today, we're going to talk about improving brand and marketing operations and ways to save, ways to show value. What can organizations start doing today? To me, that all means that one of the key words you hear today, Philip, is transformational marketing. How do I redefine what it is that we do? And, you know, I know you have clients who have just been through a merger, an acquisition, or some enormous amount of growth, and they've got to do a gut check. Are we doing the right things? What have you seen more recently, and, and how do you help your clients down that road? First of all, thank you, Peter, for, uh, for having me as a part of this. I will do one, one correction. I'm, I'm one of the founding partners of Brand Active. I'm actually not the CEO. My partner, James, would yell at me for that, so I won't stand by that one. My role with the company has been all of the new solution development and business development, client development, all of that kind of stuff. And marketing operations has been the thing on everybody's tongue. It's been the core of what we do for a very long time. It's just we haven't called it marketing operations. We've called it you know, more of the rebrand, M&A, split, spin-off, operationalization of a marketing strategy because we don't come up with a marketing strategy. It's what you all are very good for. But marketing operations now has evolved into a separate offer simply because the market is asking for that. And it's the same skill set, right? How do you look at all the things we're doing every day, who we're doing it with, how we're doing it, what we're spending on it, how all of that can be more effective, more efficient, save us money, allow us resources and money towards other things, get more intelligent about what it is we're doing and how we're doing it. So for me and my world, I mean, that's really where uh, most of the client activity and most of the client interest has really been. How do we bring more efficiency into the things that we do every day? Exactly. And I know, you know, when you're a CMO, you're never dealing with a blank slate, right? It would be great if it was an academic exercise and you said, okay, here's what I am going to do as a marketing leader. Here's how we're going to be good stewards of the brand and the organization. And this is the structure I'm going to put in place to accomplish that. You know, you have traditional activities that have been expected of you. And part of what Endeavor is, is helping clients to do is making those connections, getting that support from leadership, first of all, to understand that, hey, it's a new day. This is now the function of marketing and communications and what it should be. Some of that stuff we did in the past is either no longer a priority or no longer relevant at all. And here's what we're going to do now. And then you have, of course, all the people who were in place. So how do you redefine their roles and responsibilities? You know, make sure they have the skill set to get it done. There are a lot of challenges that go with that. 
It's also very different depending on the industry as well. When we look at oil and gas, you know, for example, right, or we look at a retailer telecommunications like a Verizon or something like that, I mean, marketing operations and, and or a bank, the level of marketing operations sophistication there is generally more broadly more defined than it is in healthcare particularly in healthcare where things have really grown out of a communications department or you know it's been reactive and now with everything else that's going on and more of the consumerization of everything there is a lot more pressure on marketing departments to actually quantify and measure not just the impact of what it is they're doing but what they're spending also a lot of marketing departments in healthcare specifically that don't really have a significant grasp on the operational elements of brand and customer experience that happen outside of marketing. I think that's an important distinction that you make. Depending on the industry, you could have different challenges associated with this. And certainly all of my experience, or almost all of it, has been in healthcare. And traditionally, we would have said when it comes to marketing and communications and the initiatives that we undertake in healthcare, we're way behind the curve. It took us a long time to adopt some of the digital platforms that had been used elsewhere to leverage the amazing amount of data we have to build relationships in financial services. They've been doing that for years very effectively. In healthcare, for many reasons, we were much slower to adopt some of those types of initiatives. But I think that's for some of the more sophisticated marketing departments in healthcare, they're moving quickly. They're Absolutely. changing with the times, with the resources that are available, and there's more demand for their services than they have resource. They're often needing to ration money and effort. So prioritization and alignment of the marketing initiatives with the overall strategy of the organization. A lot of marketing leaders need to spend more time doing and reinventing, reimagining is the term I used earlier, what it is that they're there for. Post-COVID, we've had to bring all resources to bear for recruitment and retention. And that includes the marketing department that has some great insight there and can bring some helpful you know, segmentation and insight with respect to engagement of employees and communication as well as all of the tools. So, you you know, you've got the media, both internal and external communications resources. I'd love to hear when you're working with a client, whether it's healthcare or otherwise, how do you help them refocus? Do they come to you and they're, they're already there? They're already ready to refocus when they engage you or do they need a helping hand? It's a great question. I was actually going to ask you a similar question on the things that you see, but it is generally a situation of, we know we can do this better, and we don't know how, right? I mean, humbly speaking, we don't know how, or we just don't have the resource to take the time to actually take an objective look. And our, our perspective is fairly tactical with a little bit of strategic upfront, but more often than not, what clients are asking for is an assessment of what is the current state of marketing operations across our organization? And that may be people, processes, it may be tools, it may be technology, roles and responsibilities, back to your point that you were making earlier, what is the state of what we're doing, our vendors, and that could be vendors like signage and fleet and marketing collateral and production. It could also be media, right, advertising, creative, all that kind of stuff. 
what is the state of our current environment? This gets really fun and also hugely opportunistic in a situation where you've got a central health system that has multiple health systems or multiple entities, you know, around the country or around a region that all do their own independent things as well. So really taking an assessment of what is the current state and identifying the 30, 40, 50 opportunities for improvement that exist within that. And then prioritizing that based off of obviously the cost to do it, the benefit of doing it in a real tangible ROI perspective, but also the ability of the organization to actually absorb and do that thing, which is a really key element to a lot of these things, because that's where a lot of these improvement opportunities die is people will put in a technology solution or they'll they'll do a reorg or they'll do a process redesign or something like that. And it's done in a way that the organization actually can't absorb and do. And that stuff fails, which I'm sure you've experienced. Generally, where people are really looking for the most help is just identifying the current state and what are the future state opportunities? How do I prioritize that? And even if it's a five-year or 10-year plan to get to that end state, at least I've got a plan and I know exactly what I'm going to do to get there. You know, and I think what I've seen over the years is the truly successful CMOs are taking the time to reimagine. That often means reorganize their marketing resources to take advantage of and leverage some of those new technologies, new partnerships, new opportunities that are showing up. Because as you pointed out, there's often not resources to support that not only within marketing and communications, but across the operations of the organization. If you have a new CRM that you've brought in, if you haven't invested in the IT or analytics resources to understand and work with that resource, then you're dead in the water. You've got a shiny new object that you can do nothing with. I loved how you described helping that leader map out both the skill sets of the people that they have, as well as what needs to get accomplished, the agencies that they work with. You know, in healthcare, we're often challenged. I mean, we've been in a merger and acquisition kind of framework my entire career in healthcare. It just keeps going. You know, so you've got new pieces, parts, or pieces and parts that worked differently for different parts of that organization that are coming together. And how do you put those pieces of the puzzle together or throw out pieces that are unnecessary. You bring up a really great opportunity that I think is missed a lot of the time is mergers and acquisitions are obviously happening everywhere, have been forever. The thing that I see quite a lot is people that are so strapped doing their normal day job now get wrapped into integrating a health system into their hospital. And so they've now got this rebranding challenge going on, right? Whether they're changing their brand or not, or just absorbing the brand that they're acquiring, there's still a a brand conversion that has to get done on all of that. And all that stuff has to change. What I don't see a lot of the time, and this is where a lot of clients are now saying we need this, is especially in a merger, like two large systems coming together or two small systems coming together, but things of equal size and scope there's an exceedingly good opportunity to look at your marketing operations and use that merger and acquisition transition as the catalyst to create and fund that change. You've got a really amazing business model where you can take anything that's assets under management from one organization to another. You've now got the opportunity to rationalize all of that stuff, which is going to save dollars. And you can now put those dollars up in this bucket, whether it's in signage or pricing or things like that. And then there's people and all these things can be put into buckets of savings. 
now look at that organization and say, okay, we've operated like this for the last 20 years. We want to operate like that. We're going to operate like that as a part of this merger and acquisition brand conversion element. And by the time we're done with that over the next year, three years, four years, whatever it might be, we're going to be operating in that model because we've just done it for three to four years. I'm just calling that out as another thing because you mentioned the M&A part. And I think that's a missed opportunity in the marketing operations sphere. Yeah. Again, it requires certain skill sets within your team to do effectively. And having those people with a marketing operations hat, the administrator, whatever they want to call it, those people can help you navigate that. And your strategic leaders of the organization are expecting that with an M&A, right? Merger and acquisition, we're expecting 20% savings in the marketing budget. You can build in, as you as you said, and I, I love the way you described the bucket that you're putting these savings into. Some of the challenge that I've run into historically is you have a vision for what those savings could be with your accountant's hat on. But when the rubber meets the road, there are new expenses that you didn't anticipate or may not have fully anticipated. It's very important to have a degree of flexibility, cushion built in, if you would, when you're going through these major changes, whether it's a merger or something else, some other form of change. We used to call, when we were trying new things at at Cleveland Clinic, we called it test and invest, right? We had an aspect of our budget percentage that was associated with trying new things that we knew most of them wouldn't work or might not be successful, but a certain percentage of them are going to change what we do forever. And it's important to have that flexibility. Totally agree. There's an opportunity to look at how you operate at any point in time, right? You don't need a big event to do it. We were talking about the M&A side or the rebrand side. Yeah, those are great big events. You can look at this stuff at any point in time, which is great. The other piece of it is that this is an area that is actually massively tangible. We can look at what you spend every day. We can look at what you produce and what you manage every day. We can look at your resources, how they spend their time. All this stuff is quantifiable into a business model. So yeah, it may take a level of investment to engage a partner like you, Peter, right? And that level of investment is one of those areas in marketing where you can actually then show and build the business model that says, and tangibly, I am going to save XYZ based off of this investment. And obviously, I mean, marketers need to go with more of the gut around, you know, marketing and advertising and, you know, all the things they do every day. But this is that one area where you can actually like legitimately say, I did that, I saved that. One thing we haven't talked about that I said at the top of this discussion that we would is what could marketing and communications people do today? What could the leaders do today to help them in this world of optimizing their marketing effectiveness? And I think you started to touch on it there, which is what reminded me of this. There's a lot of process improvement or measurement of initiative that's not taking place, that could be taking place. You don't want to waste your time measuring something you're never going to change or measuring something that doesn't mean anything to the organization. But for those key items that you've identified that are supposed to impact your business or initiatives that are key to your your strategic success, you can today put in place process improvement, iterative process improvement metrics. You can A-B test what you're doing. You can bring to bear some of the resources that 
organization may not have within the marketing sphere, bet they've got it under medical operations or quality improvement. Just understanding how to use some of those tools to iteratively improve your marketing is something that you could do today. Uh, Any other thoughts on that or other things people could do? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of low-hanging fruit. I think the point you just brought up is actually great. There is somebody in operations that knows how to build a business model based off of people and activities. There are people across the organization that you can leverage that can absolutely help with this evaluation. Hasn't been a priority of the organization until very recently. But I mean, low-hanging fruit, you touched on a few of them. One is role clarity. We see that as a huge situation in a lot of health systems is people not really understanding, okay, what is the role and go all the way downstream? What is the role of everybody in a campaign? Like you just talked about processes. Think about the processes that get instantiated across the organization. I need to create a new thing or I've just launched a new campaign. Now, what happens at every hospital or at every clinic with that campaign? Does everyone really understand the role and responsibility in all of that? But also inherent in that is really looking at and evaluating what does happen downstream. Corporate may create a campaign, and then each hospital may take that campaign and potentially localize it. What are they spending on that? Do you have transparency into that? And if you don't, that's something to really look at because, again, multiplied out 10 times a year by 20 different hospitals or 100 different clinics, that's real money. It's just done in little increments that people don't notice. So really thinking through that aspect, what do you really engage them for? And is that actually their best quality? So doing a vendor map is a great thing to say, hey, I've got you know this one company doing all my advertising, all my web, all my social. Is that actually maximizing my value of spend in those areas? And actually, I have this other social agency that did this last campaign, and they're amazing. Maybe I should start increasing their activity and decreasing this agency's activity. So Those little low-hanging things of really looking at the process, looking at the spend, the role clarity, the vendors that you're using and what you're spending on them, these are things that don't actually take a lot of time. I love that, Philip. And I think those of you listening to this podcast, if you just want to rewind the last five minutes and listen to what Philip just said about what you can do now, what you can do today, I think you shared that information with great clarity. And I would Add when you were talking, Philip, about roles and responsibilities and and mapping that out for a particular marketing initiative, what's everyone's role? The individual roles as the members of your team, this also pays dividends down the road in terms of engagement and making sure that you've got a team that can roll with the changes. They know that you're going to define their role, that they know what's expected of them. If that changes next year, They know you're going to clarify that for them and provide the training and development that they need to still be a a valuable member of the team. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Definitely gratitude to you, gratitude to your audience. Thank you for having me and uh, happy holidays, everyone.